You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, greetings. You're all welcome again to Taking Territories. This is a powerful broadcast that um, I believe God is using to bless your life. Uh, we're going to continue today on our series. Uh, we started a series last week called Ruling Power. And today we're going to emphasize the authority over evil. Authority over evil. And um, by evil, I'm talking about evil in all its ramifications. God has given us authority over evil. But we, if, we, if, if you remember our text last week, we looked at um, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 where God says, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion. All right? Let them have dominion over the works of, the, uh, of our hands. You know? And um, so God went ahead and made man in his image after his likeness. Because God is a ruler, God is a ruler he made man to be a ruler as well. Because man is made in his image after his likeness, man has got the same DNA that God had. And that's how it was from the beginning. That's how God planned it. That's God's dream for man. God's dream for man is not for man to be subjugated uh, by the enemy. It's for man to um, subdue the enemy. Yes. So we see that in the dominion mandate in Genesis chapter 1 and uh, verse 28. But I want to read from uh, the book of um, Psalm chapter 8. We read that last week. We'll read it again. Psalm 8 and uh, I read from verse 4. He says, What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and have crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands and you have put all things under his feet. This is what the psalmist is saying about God's plan. God. That's how God ordained for things to be. He made man a little lower than the angels. And then he gave him dominion. Gave him dominion over all the works of his hands. Alright. So, you as a child of God, if you are born again, you've received Jesus into your heart, I want you to know that there is so much that has been invested into you already. In fact, before you were born, God has placed this mandate upon us as humanity. And we know that even from the beginning, Adam was the sovereign ruler over the earth. Now, I know, yes, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. He has got the power to do and undo, yes, on the earth. He's, he's, he's the sovereign power over the earth. But then God made man as well in his image after his likeness. And God gave him sovereign power as well. So man had that. That's who Adam was. All right. 
He was the God of this world. He was the ruler of the earth. Until the day he sinned. Until the day he disobeyed God. Until the day he went against God's authority. And when he went against God's word, another power came in. And we know that's when evil came into the human race. That's when evil began to rule over the earth. Alright, that's when death came. That's when death came. That's when sickness came. That's when disease came. That's when, you know, um, all kinds of evil came as a result of um, Adam's disobedience. Alright, so... But now we are so privileged and we're so blessed that Jesus came. And because Jesus came, Jesus came to restore man back to that place. To restore man back to that place, that place of power, that place of influence, that place of authority, that place of rulership. And that is what we are talking about in this series. We're dealing with this. Why? Because you need to know that you have power to rule over all evil in the ramifications, in, in whatever form it is, whether it's in form of a virus, whether it's in form of a disease or whatever, God has given us authority. We have authority. Okay? So, God, who is the sovereign ruler. I know many people have this notion that, okay, well, I mean, because God is sovereign, so he will just do whatever he wants. I'll just fold my hands and wait for God to do things. Listen to me. Yes, God is sovereign, but why did he delegate you and I? Why did he put us on earth? Why did he take time, like the psalmist is saying, what is man that you are mindful of him? Why would God's mind be full of man? Why? Why would God's mind be occupied with man? Um, the reason is because God made us in his image after his likeness. So we look like him. He's just thinking about you. He's dreaming about you. His, his mind is full of you. That's incredible. And that's what the psalmist is saying here. Alright, he says you have crowned him with glory and honor. So think about that. If God has crowned man with glory and honor from the beginning, do you think he has changed his mind now? No, he has not. We need to learn how to go back to that place where we can walk in authority. Where we can begin to rule as kings and priests unto God. We need to get back to that place. And that's what this series is about. So that you can go back to that place and you begin to exercise authority. The authority that God has given to you. The authority that God has placed over your life. It's amazing. It's a major investment that God has made in our lives. Okay. So, understand this. You have authority over evil you have authority over evil anything that is evil you have authority over it 
Now let's look at let's 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 look at the scriptures. Look at a few scriptures and see how um, uh, how we have authority. Scriptures that talk about us having authority over evil. I want to read from Romans um, chapter six. All right, Romans chapter six, and I'm going to read uh, verse twelve. Verses twelve. First of all, we have authority over sin okay we have authority over sin in other words even though adam sinned and we were all brought under um, the dominion of the enemy of evil of sin when jesus came one of the things that jesus did one of the things that jesus did um, was to destroy in first john chapter 3 verse 8 he says um for this purpose was the Son of Man manifested, that he might destroy all the works of the devil. And if there is anything that is a major work of the devil, it is sin. So Jesus manifested. He was manifested to destroy that. So the power of sin has been destroyed. It has been stripped of its ability to rule over you. Okay, It has lost its royal um, authority its royal influence over your life sin has lost it okay Satan has lost it and sin has lost it look at that in Romans chapter chapter 6 and I read verse 12 it says let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions all right then if we skip to verse 14 Verse 14 says, For sin will not have dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. So can you see that's, the, that's what grace does. The grace of God now gives us the power to rule over sin. The grace of God has given us the power to rule over sin. So we are not at the mercy. We are not at the mercy of sin. We are not at the mercy of Satan. Isn't it interesting when you read, you know, when you read the Old Testament, you find that uh, Satan is not mentioned much. Demons are not mentioned much. All right, you don't hear them talking about demons. The, the, the demons are not being cast out. Nobody is confronting demons in the Old Testament. Why? Because they were still under the authority of the evil one. They were still under the authority of the evil one. So the only time that we saw an uh, uh, evil spirit leaving people in the Old Testament was when David would be invited to, 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 to the palace. Each time that the evil spirit vexed Saul, the king, they would call David and he would come and play you know, his anointed music. And by the reason of the anointing, the demons would leave Saul temporarily and after that they will come back again and all of that so they there wasn't there wasn't any authority to deal directly with demons there was authority to heal the sick there was authority to raise the dead and all of that but none of those prophets could confront demons you see so they, they had limited ruling power. They had limited ruling power. They could rule over the effects, but they could not rule over the personalities 
the personality of evil. They couldn't rule over it. But you and I today have that authority. Thank God for Jesus. We have that authority. Okay. So he says that sin will not have dominion over you. Why? You are not under the law, but under grace. So the grace of God has given you dominion authority, ruling power over sin. Yes. So when sin comes, it's, 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 it's not like, oh, I can't help it, the devil made me do it. No, it's like you allowed yourself, you thought about it. If you are a child of God, yes, you agree to it. So admit that you allowed yourself, right? Not that you could not help it. You could help it. Because you have the grace of God. Alright. So now let's look at what else can we overcome? What else can we overcome? What else can we exercise authority over? So we have authority over sin. As we see in that scripture. But I want to say also we have authority over the sinful nature. Over sinful nature. Do you know that we, we are... Um, our flesh is not saved. If you are born again, your spirit man is saved. Okay, your spirit man is made in the image of God. It's got the nature of God. It's got the DNA of God. And that's where the power of God is in your life. It resides in your spirit man. So from there, it now impacts the rest of your body, your, your being depending on how much you cultivate that and how much you feed that spirit and develop that. All right? So, you, you, you have uh, the power within you to overcome the sinful nature. The sinful nature. You know, Paul said in Romans chapter 8, in Romans chapter 8 verse 2, he says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. From the law of sin and death. Alright? Yes. There is, he starts by saying there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ. In Christ Jesus. Yes. And then verse 2 says, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. And then verse 3 says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin. So sin operates, there is a law that empowers, there is a legal ground that sin has to operate and rule in the lives of humanity. But what Jesus did was he came and then he destroyed that law. And then he released the grace of God upon your life. So that's why you can exercise authority over it. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And what else? We have authority. We have authority also, not only over sin, not only over the sinful nature, we have authority over sickness. Yes. So we have authority over sickness. Let's look at let's look at the scripture in the book of um, uh, in the book of Luke chapter nine. In the book of Luke chapter nine, verse one, Jesus calls the disciples. He calls the twelve the 12 apostles, and then he gives them authority. He gives them authority over um, the works 
um, over the works of the devil. Yes, he gives them authority. Let me read that in Luke chapter. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, in Luke chapter eight. Sorry, in Luke chapter nine, verse one. He gives them authority. All right, he, sa he says to them that gives them authority over sickness, over disease, over demons, personalities, spiritual personalities. That's the first time that um, man is receiving authority over spirits throughout the entire Old Testament. We don't see any deliverance ministry in the Old Testament. Like I said, it's only through the ministry of David that we saw something close to it. And that is why when Jesus came, they were calling him son of David. Why? Because of his, the authority he exercised over demons. Amazing. So, he gave them that authority. Alright? He gave them authority over demons. And over sickness. And over diseases. And then he told them to go and preach. To go and preach the word. To preach he sent them to, to the cities and the towns and villages to go preaching the word. And they went about preaching. They went about preaching and when, as they went preaching, guess what? They came back excited because demons were being subject to them. In the name of Jesus, they would command in the name of Jesus and demons would leave and they were excited. They said, Jesus, my goodness. This, we've never seen such a thing before. The demons were subject to us in your name. And Jesus says, don't even rejoice because of that. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Demons submitting to you is no big deal. It's no big deal. The fact that your name is written in heaven as kings and priests, that's... Uh, that is a greater power. That's greater honor. That's what you should celebrate. The fact that you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places should give you more uh, cause to rejoice than just because demons are subject to you. All right. So, demons are subject to you. Jesus, Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw him fall. He fell. Like lightning. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he, his demons submit to you. Alright. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. That's amazing. So then after that Jesus makes a statement in Luke chapter 10 verse 9, 19. He says, Behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. He says you shall... Uh, trample on, tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he says, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. If you walk in the authority I'm giving to you, Jesus is standing there. If you walk, if you continue to walk in the authority that I'm giving to you, evil, you are going to rule over evil. You are going to rule over serpents and scorpions. You are going to rule over Demons, you are going to rule over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. 
I thank God for that. I thank God for the authority that we have in Christ. I believe that as a body of Christ, we have not yet began to walk in the reality of all that Jesus paid for. And it's time for us to begin to, to begin to, to wake up to this reality and stop saying, if it's the will of God, it will happen. No, you need to make it happen. You need to make it to happen. If you see that it is the will of God, then you enforce it. Because you have God ruling power. You have God authority over evil. In all its ramifications, you have authority. And when will you start using that authority? Use it over the virus. Use it over sickness. Use it over disease. Use it over the works of the enemy. All right. So you have authority over sin. You have authority over the sinful nature. You have authority over sickness. And guess what? You have authority over situations as well. So you have the power to rule. You have ruling power. Authority, the word authority in the Greek is exousia. Exousia means authority. It means power with the right to use. So um, authority is, 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 is more powerful. It's more powerful than just power. Yes, and power. So, I want you to know that God has given you authority and he wants you to begin to use that authority. You need to grow in that authority. All right. So, if you, if you are going to now spend time to begin to look into the scriptures and begin to meditate on these things I'm sharing with you, what's going to happen is that your faith will start increasing in your authority, in your authority over sin, in your authority over your sinful nature, in your authority over sickness. Yes, over sickness and over disease. I remember when I was a kid, um, I was raised by a praying mother, a woman of faith. And sometimes, in those days when I felt sick, when I felt ill, I would go to her, Mom, I'm not feeling well. She would just lay hands on me and just pray for me and say, okay, go and play. You're healed in Jesus' name. And I used to just believe it. And guess what? It always worked. It always worked. So her faith, you know, kept me Free from sickness throughout my childhood. Can you imagine that? Throughout my childhood. Not one day did I sleep in the hospital. Why? Because of a praying mother. Because of a praying mother who knew how to rule over sickness. Who knew how to rule over uh, disease. And we need to bring that back. Yes, because the church today needs to walk in power. We'll take a short break and I'll be back again to share with you on your authority over evil. All right. Welcome back. Yes, we continue with our teaching on um, authority over evil. Now remember, you have 
authority over sickness. You have authority over sin. You have authority over the sinful nature. And I did say as well that you have authority over situations. Okay? Authority over situations. Now, remember that you were made in God's image after his likeness. Never forget that. All right? Never forget that you were made in God's image after his likeness. And so there are certain qualities that God has that you have on a smaller on a smaller scale so God has power over situations but you also have power over situations okay yes you have authority over situations and uh, we can see that in the life of Jesus let's look at the book of Luke chapter 8 in St. Luke's Gospel, I read from uh, chapter 8, from verse um, 22, from verse 22 to 25. It says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. And as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were, uh, they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased. And there was calm. Can you imagine that? And he said to them, where is your faith? In other words, Jesus didn't expect. He didn't expect them to wake. He expected them to have taken care of this thing. He expected them to have taken care of this thing. And, I mean, he was tired. He needed to sleep. This is a small thing for them, you know. And he is surprised. Where is your faith? You have the faith to control this situation. You have the faith to speak to this wind and to calm this storm. And that speaks of situations, different life situations. God has given you what it takes to rule. You have ruling power for God's sake. Use it. Use the power that God has given to you. All right? Start from where you are and you will begin to grow, develop, and develop to a place where you can command big things to happen and they will happen. So don't just say, oh Lord, do something. Jesus, please do something. No. You get up. You get up and begin to exercise authority. You have authority over evil in all of its ramifications. God has given you the authority. You need to use it. You have ruling power. If you don't use it, nobody's going to use it for you. So it's important as children of God that we fulfill God's dream. Many times we think that all we need to do is just to be religious and all of that. And there's a place for that. But I'm telling you, God also wants you to begin to rule. 
He has called you and he has made you a king and a priest for a reason. He has given you dominion over the works of his hands. That's what the psalmist tells us in Psalm 8. He's given us dominion over the works of his hands. So we need to start using it. Start exercising authority. Start using the authority that God has given to you. There is authority in the name of Jesus. You use the name of Jesus to command things. Start doing that. And you will start reaping the benefits. Now I want to give you what I call the four R's. Four R's of authority. Okay? If you're going to exercise ruling power, you need this. You need you need these four R's in your life. Number one, it begins with repentance. It begins with repentance. If you don't repent, okay, if you are not yet a child of God, if you have not yet put your faith in Jesus, then you what I'm saying will not. It will not work. You, 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 it will be strange to you. So. It begins with repentance. That's how you get into the kingdom of God. Remember Jesus, when he, when he sent them out to preach, he said, tell them to preach. And he told them to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So they had to repent. The word to repent means to, to change direction, to change your mind, to change your direction. So Jesus, Jesus made it clear. The only way you can get into the kingdom is through repentance. You start, you come in through repentance. If you're going to access ruling power, because ruling power is from the kingdom of God. The power to rule that God has given to us is from God's kingdom. Alright? So, you enter through repentance. Begins with repentance. So, repentance is vital. That's why it's one of the foundation doctrines of the church in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. Alright? So repentance is important. And repentance, uh, after repentance, after repentance, the next thing you need to do, you need the second R, which is to, you need a renewed mind. You need a renewed mind. So, if you repent and you're still thinking the same way you used to think, you're still thinking of how sin is so powerful that it just dominates you. Or if you just think that, oh my God, this sickness, I can never get out of this. If you keep thinking like that, you can never rule over it. You can never dominate it. If you keep thinking, oh sin, it's like, Cain, if you remember Cain in Genesis chapter 4, uh, God spoke to Cain. God said to Cain, sin lies at your door. Uh, it's designed for you, but you are supposed to rule over it. So Cain, even at that time, although in a fallen state, he had, you know, as a, as a fallen man, God was telling him, you still have you still have what it takes, you know, to dominate the scene. But it wants to rule over you. But I'm telling you, you are in a better position than Cain. You are in a better position than Cain. So it starts with repentance, but then your mind needs to be renewed. You need a renewed mind. 
in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Be transformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may know what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Yes, so your mind needs to be renewed. You cannot walk in authority over evil with a mind that is not renewed. Why? Because you've lived all your life being subject to certain things. Even experience has taught you certain things from experience. Maybe your upbringing, maybe your orientation, maybe what you've been exposed to and all of that, all of that has caused, has wired your brain, your mind to think in a particular way. But what you need now is the word of God to help to renew your mind. Yes. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the world has a, uh, has a way of thinking that has been passed down to you over time. And you need a superior um, superior thought pattern you need superior thinking you need superior uh, mindset you see let me tell you something kings think in a particular way kings don't think like slaves slaves think in a particular way there's a mindset that slaves have which is different from the mindset that kings have so as as somebody, as, a, as royalty, as someone with royal power who has been given authority, you need a reorientation in your mind. You need a renewed mind. You need to start thinking, okay, how do kings think? <laughs> how am I supposed to think? You go into the word of God and begin to see. Jesus spent three and a half years with his disciples changing their mindset working on their minds and showing them things teaching them he spent quality time on a daily basis he was with them on a daily basis feeding their minds helping them to you know to begin to think different and you know we thank god because he succeeded because we can see what those guys became later on why he had worked on their mind for so long he invested so much in their minds helped to renew their minds so a renewed mind is vital you cannot walk in dominion you cannot exercise ruling power with an inferior mind you cannot exercise ruling power with a slavery mindset you can see that in the in the, in the um, Israelites when they were in the wilderness. You know what? In their minds, Egypt was very much a part of them. The, the slavery mindset was still there. And God struggled with them just to get them to, to believe his word. Just to get them to embrace his word. And just to get them to get into the promised land. They couldn't. Why? The mind. The mind. So you need repentance, but you also need a renewed mind. 
If your mind is not renewed, there is no way you can walk in the things I'm talking about. Okay, so the renewed mind is important. All right, then number three, what you need is revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is important. You need, you need the, 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 the Spirit of God to reveal truth to you from the Word of God. Paul prayed for the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter 1. And he was praying that God will give to them the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of their heart will be flooded with light. The eyes of their understanding will be, will be enlightened. Why? Because unless certain things are revealed to you, you cannot really walk in them. One of the things I realize is that when it comes to the things of the spirit, it's revelation. It takes revelation for you to walk in certain things. Yes. If, you, if, if it's not revealed to you, 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 you can't experience it. Revelation knowledge precedes experience. So, so I want you to know that if you will allow the Spirit of God to begin to illuminate your mind, Yes, especially as you start meditating on the Word of God concerning the scriptures we're talking about, concerning authority over sin, concerning authority over your sinful nature, concerning authority over sickness, concerning authority over situations, and you start feeding your mind, filling your mind with that, the Holy Spirit is now beginning, going to begin to show you more and more. All right? Then the fourth R is what I call reinforcement. Yes, reinforcement. What do I mean by that? You need to now reinforce your rights. <laughs> you need to reinforce your authority. You need to reinforce the will of God. You need to reinforce it. Nobody is going to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. And it starts from simple things. It starts from simple things. You start, you know, exercising your authority and you begin to say to, you begin to say, Lord, I thank you for the authority you've given to me over sickness. I stand on that, on that authority right now and I declare that I'm free from this. I declare that this habit is not going to rule my life anymore. I declare that this thing that has always gotten hold of me, its power is breaking over my life. You start speaking like that. You start, you are reinforcing it. You're reinforcing it. And guess what? With time, your faith will start growing and growing. And you find that you start seeing results. You start seeing results. The problem is that many people don't want to, they don't want to practice anything. They just want to wake up and then just get it right. You need to start from somewhere and develop. Develop. It's like Jesus. He was sleeping in the boat. He expected those guys to sort out that situation. And you know, they woke him panicking, panicking. Imagine, Jesus was tired. He needed that sleep. Wouldn't it have been nice if he just woke up and then they told him, Master, look, man, this was the situation, but this is what we did, and this is what happened. That's how it's supposed to be. All right. So I want to encourage you. Go into the Word of God again. Start looking into the Word of God. Start meditating on what I'm sharing with you. You have authority over evil. 
in all its ramifications. There's just too much the Bible has to say about this. Alright? You are not at the mercy of any virus. You are not at the mercy of any situation. You have authority. Start using it. Start speaking. You wake up in the morning, speak. Coronavirus, you die if you come close to me in the name of Jesus. Within how many meters? They say it's a safe um, social distance. I want you to create your own distance around you. Create it by faith. Speak over it. Say, anybody with a virus that comes around this, this is what's going to happen. I want to rule over this. You know, if you want to start ruling 10 meters around you, you start ruling from there. Then you start increasing it. Then you start increasing it. Yes. And after some time, God will begin to confirm your word. All right? So, uh, before we leave, I want to pray for somebody. If you want to receive Jesus into your heart, like I said to you, it begins with repentance. If you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray with you right now. I want to pray with you so that you can experience these things we're talking about. It begins with repentance. So if you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you did before, but you drifted away and you want to come back, and you want, to pray, you want me to pray with you, just say, Pastor, I just want to receive Jesus into my heart. I want to pray with you right now. Just say this after me. Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. I receive him as my Savior. He died for me. And I want him to rule, begin to rule over my heart, to rule over my passions, to rule over my desires. I surrender and I say, Jesus, come in. Change me. Wash away my sins. And make me a new person. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to contact us. Just reach out to us. Reach out to this channel. and Reach out to our, uh, on our contact details and we are going to um, help you to walk, begin this journey. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much. We'll be back again next week, same time. Tell somebody about this series. Share it with somebody. Be a blessing to somebody. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Taking Territories with Eric Babatow. If you are in the Johannesburg area, join us for worship at Every Nation Church Midrand. For more information on our ministry, please visit everynationmidrand.org. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.